0: what's up everyone this is 7 october's welcome to nightmare on Cedric avenue podcast uh this is season five um uh, season four just ended like a few weeks ago and we're back at it again um today i wanted to bring on a really dope guest um she's a writer director filmmaker actress aka final girl um and she's New York-based, um, if I'm not mistaken. No, she'll, uh, she'll correct me once I get her on the screen. But her name is uh, Kristen Noriega. And, uh, yeah, we're going to discuss her short film, um, When You're Gone, and just get to know her a little bit more. So without further ado, let me bring her on the screen here. Hey, Kristen.
1: Hi. How's it going, Gabby?
0: Good. Thank you for for being on here um, and, you know, taking time out of your day to, like, you know, for us to get to know you a little bit more. Um, of
1: course. And ditto. Exactly the yeah. same. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, And like I said, I'm really excited to to talk to you. I I had seen a couple of your um, like promos for your short film when you're gone. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But you are you are New York based, right? Is that where you're where you're at?
1: Yeah, I'm in New York City. Mm -hmm.
0: Are you like born and raised or where are you originally from?
1: Yeah, I was born here in New York City, but I grew up in Syracuse, which is like way further north, like up in okay. the actual state of Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, um I've been back down here in New York City. This will be my thirteenth year. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh wow. Well. How do it's you? Home. Yeah. <laughs> how how is it? Because I mean, I'm over here in San Diego. I actually, I've only been to New York once, but I only went to like Niagara Falls for like I think like a okay. couple, yeah like a week. But That's I've a good never place been.
1: Oh, go. it's gorgeous.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love it. I mean, it's, it's definitely like kind of a love hate relationship. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough way of living, but, um, I'm addicted. I really, I love it. Yeah. Um, I did my brother's in San Diego and I got to visit him for the first time as soon as my short wrapped filming.
0: Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was so nice. I loved (laughs) it. And the food, my God, like it's San Diego's dope. I loved it.
0: Yeah. It was your first time or you've been, you visited him before.
1: Yeah. That was my first time.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, First yeah. time
1: to California, actually.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, And to get to know you a little bit better, so how did you get into, like, you know, filmmaking and just cinema overall? Like, how did you get your foot in the door? Like, where do you even start?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, I had wanted to go to film school from high school, but uh, my parents were not so uh, supportive in that. They just, they thought it was like a trade school. They didn't want me to do that. So I was like, very yeah. right, cool. Um, so I ended up going to school for journalism instead because I felt like that was kind of along the lines of like screenwriting, um, but I didn't do so great uh, with like core curriculum in terms of like anything that wasn't journalism class, I didn't want anything to do with. And yeah. uh, it just kind of didn't work out. I went into kind of a deep depression. Actually, I had dealt with that since high school, but it got way worse then. Um, came back home, um, started at of school here. Uh, but what happened then is I had all these film, these friends, um, I had all these friends in film school at school of visual arts in New York city. Uh, and so they would cast me in their projects. And I would also like work sound on their projects, be PA on their projects, like drive the U-Haul truck for them. Just like anything I could do to be on their sets. Um, and simultaneously, while I was in, you know, college, going to school for now political science, but I got involved with theater department and made it a point to again um assistant stage managing stage managing costumes wigs acting like anything i could do to be a part of that theater department like i was there
0: yeah um
1: and i guess it it was one of the performances um i had a lead role in one of our shows in college and there was one night where i was giving my monologue and i just had this like come to god moment i guess of Mm -hmm. like this is it like this is that feeling I'm going to chase the rest of my life is this, um, you know, acting gave me a sense of accomplishment and focus and drive that just nothing else did. Um, so, so yeah, that was kind of set me on that path of like, that's it. I'm going to do acting. This is what I'm going to do. And, um, eventually ended up in New York city a couple of years later, mm-hmm. uh, after doing some touring theater yeah. in the Midwest. Um, And, you know, I think what most, (laughs) what a lot of actors do when they first get to New York City is there's all of this background work, right? Like, it's a rite of passage to be on, like, Law and Order, SVU, or I think, like, Nurse Jackie was shooting during that time, Um, all of those things. And I don't know, 13 years later, (laughs) I, um, I don't know, I kind of just decided, I got it in my head, I was going to make, make a thing, because, um, especially over these past I guess, five years, I've been working with the same uh, kind of like crew as an actor okay. again and again and again, and I, I just adored them. And we had this just um, shorthand, I guess, with one another that by the time I decided to um, write a script, I knew that those were going to be the people that were going to were going to work on it. We're going to um, make it happen. Um, and I made the decision then to just dive in and direct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it it worked out i had such um an amazing team behind me and we had worked together so many times before that it just clicked um yeah. and so that's this short that you're referring to
0: yeah
1: uh, i'm kind of traveling around with at different festivals right now okay um yeah that's i think the long and short of it is just like do just get your hands on just get involved you don't necessarily have to go to film school but just like yeah, make a thing if you want to, you know, with your phone, like whatever, whatever element of storytelling you can get your hands on, just like do it.
0: Yeah, that's really inspiring. And how did where where did your love like is anybody in your family like in the arts or creative or where did your love for film like how did you fall in love with movies in the first place?
1: I I think it's from when I was little. Uh, my mom, it was just her and I for a minute, and we mm-hmm. live with my grandma. So when mm. my mom was at school or work, uh, grandma had HBO <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I saw so many things I shouldn't have, like, oh my God, like, uh, attack of the killer clowns, um, nightmare on Elm street, like one through five, like every single, uh, Freddie movie that there was, I saw, um, legend was a big one kind of dating myself on that. Right. <laughs> but, and my grandmother was also a Disney buff. Like she had every mm-hmm. possible Disney movie that there was. And so I spent, a lot of my time as a four and a five-year-old um you know watching horror movies and watching Disney movies and I think that that just kind of translated somehow that I yeah. want to get into storytelling mm-hmm. I don't have any other like creatives per se my family mm-hmm. they're all like first responders like law enforcement nurses firefighters yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took acting so yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's cool though yeah i have that in common with you because my my abuelita too she was like one of the reasons why i fell in love with horror which she was like super catholic but she would tell us like you know like legends and stuff like that of like mexico and stuff like that so it kind of like it kind of you you grow with that stuff so it kind of makes you who you are so it's kind of cool yeah. that uh you have that same like uh upbringing um mm-hmm. And for you, what made you fall in love specifically? Obviously, you just mentioned that you watched like horror movies as a kid, but what else made you fall in love with like the horror genre? Like, what what made you like so? I don't know, like entertained by it or, or loved it.
1: I it's like now that I'm older, I understand why, but I don't really know why as a kid, other than that yeah. it was like just so engrossing, you know, like sucked yeah. you right in. Um, it's like I I listened to your interview with Jonathan Barkan. Um, and I, he said You know I don't watch horror movies to watch People die I watch horror movies To watch people try to survive yes. And it just so Resonated with me I was like that's exactly what it is You know and those are the stories that I like to Tell as an actor as well um, I'm just so drawn to it Yeah, I guess that's the only way I can really explain it
0: Yeah and I agree yeah and I think I saw On your I think I uh, D B where it Said that you try, you make try to make films That is about like escaping right or like Escaping something which is like something we all can relate to, um, yeah, sure, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah,
0: and what what would be your favorite like subgenre? Because we'll get into when you're gone, but that one's kind of more like a creature feature, I guess you can call it. But what would what would be your favorite like horror subgenre, and why?
1: Uh I'm tempted to say body horror because I just I love it so much, and the more the more realistic yeah. it looks, I'm just like, oh, how'd they do it? You know, from a filmmaking point of view. But yeah, um, I think cosmic horror is. I know cosmic horror is my favorite. Um, it's just I guess you could also call it Lovecraftian um, but mm-hmm. it's that whole like the insignificance of humanity and as we make these new discoveries that we can't handle it can drive us insane. <laughs> um, think about movies like Event Horizon or Annihilation, um, The Mist, I don't know I'm really drawn to that, um, that kind of horror
0: for Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can I agree with those those are some of my favorites too And body horror. I was just talking about with someone about um David Cronenberg like and how he like kind of like uh spent it to his son now and like yeah, uh, right? You see, yeah, right? Like have you seen the new trailer for Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg? I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, oh my it god, good. it looks insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yep. And to get into a little bit about your your film, when you're gone. So, um, if you want to like share a little bit like of the premise for those who you know who haven't seen like the trailer, but uh, if you can explain it a little bit.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, it's about uh, a writer. Uh, her name is Jesse Cordova. She lives in New York City, um, but she's not writing. She's kind of just partying and bartending, um, and she finds out that her boyfriend's cheating on her. And that sends her kind of in a self-destructive spiral, which is where we meet her. Um, but this distracts her from this invasion of uh, this mutant reptile ecosystem that's um, coming up from the sewers of New York City. Uh, and they one of them ends up taking her hostage. Uh, and so she's got to deal with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, was, it was really good. I, I watched it. Thank you for sending me the link. Um
1: watching yeah yeah
0: yeah it was really good I liked it kind of brought me back to like nostalgia like those you know creature features like back in I think it was like the 90s maybe or 80s where it was like alligator or crocodile where it was like they were in the sewers you know like yeah. there, later on it was like you know the either the either radiation or what it was like it would make them like all like huge and then they would go on a you know a killing spree but it kind of, I liked how you mixed it with like real life situation which is like kind of like going through like a heartbreak and also like getting cheated on and it's kind of like also like grief because you kind of grieve a relationship right when you break up or when you get when you lose that trust with someone so i, I liked how you kind of made that into also like an underlying message with the film besides being like a horror film so it was kind of cool um how did you like come up with that or uh, the writing of that um that film or sure film
1: um I was in a really dark place um as an actor. I wasn't uh I just felt like I've been doing this for so long now and I'm not it's not happening. Um and I guess I had that kind of time to daydream and stare at the ceiling and not get out of bed. <laughs> all those things that you do when you're depressed, right? Um yeah. I just got this image stuck in my head somehow of this person who's so uh wrapped up in their depression and indifference to life that um this monster has like cocooned them um and they don't notice and when they do notice they don't care um and i guess i just i couldn't get away from that image and i had this thought of like you know i'm just gonna write my own script in a role that i know i would kick ass at so that i can showcase the acting um and also simultaneously make a movie that i would want to see uh oh that's how that kind of came about um and i tied it in with just one of the most painful times in my life <laughs> you yeah. know we all have heartbreak uh in whatever form it may take but um so those just kind of merged together within that story
0: yeah that's really cool and how um how do you guys do like the special effects cuz it was pretty cool like the monster and then like you know when you were like cocooned on it and then like when he bites on your like over here down here like in your ankle whatever i was like oh my god but how did they do all that how do you guys do all that stuff
1: uh we were having a hard time finding um a makeup artist mm-hmm. uh for months because we were asking so much and i knew that we were yeah. <laughs> we just didn't have that kind of money so um you know there were plenty of makeup artists who just couldn't afford to work with the money that we had which i totally understood mm-hmm. um and i reached out to uh shane morton mm-hmm. he did uh he made the cheddar goblin and mandy And he worked on the uh, makeup on Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, (laughs) which is an awesome show. (laughs) Um, I reached out to him because I thought maybe he'll know somebody that, you know, wants to cut their teeth on um, showing off what they can do and and can work within our budget. Uh, And he actually was like, well, I'll do it. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah. And he's like really into Godzilla. I think that was part of. The, oh yeah, you um, could see the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he also he basically, you know, he's starting his own studio, so he can take all of these pieces. He called it kit kit bashing. Okay. So he had all these reptilian pieces already that he yeah. just kind of repurposed together for um, our our big monster. Yeah. Um And he came all the way from Atlanta. Oh wow. He brought an actor with him who's also uh, also works on the. Uh, special effects, who like got into the suit and you know, did all the monster <laughs> movement, and that's such a specific skill, you don't really think about it. But yeah, uh, those anybody who uh, you know plays a monster in a movie, there's an art to it, yeah, and the people who are really good at it, like it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, and he brought uh, pieces we needed for the cocoon, and we it just I. I couldn't believe it I remember when I got off the phone with him I like (laughs) I got on my knees and I kissed the kitchen floor because I was just like I couldn't believe it came together like that it was just um and I was working with somebody that he's just awesome like he's the best best in the terms of um you know special effects practical effects especially
0: yeah yeah and I saw it I was like oh my god this looks really good like for it to be like a short film like the the quality was like really good I was like oh my god like the way they did it, I was like, I wonder, and I was going to ask you, I was like, how did you guys do that? Because I'm like, it looked like that old school, like, I love, you know, like the thing or stuff like that, like yeah, the practical yeah, yeah. effects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's really about
1: that too. He's like old yeah. school. Like, everything should be practical. So,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And I didn't know about the actor because I assumed it was maybe like animatronic or something. Like, I didn't think it would be like somebody in the suit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, you said obviously you just kind of jumped into this like directing it uh, because you were mainly acting but how did uh, how did it feel like going from acting to you know directing like was it hard to do like what did did you have to learn a couple things or did you already know some of the things because of you know going to like partially film school and all your friends that were part of film school
1: yeah I mean I guess because I'm such an over preparer (laughs) when it comes to everything even like storyboarding and and just all of these uh I love making like mood boards and stuff like that um so I had so much that I brought to um the people I was asking to be like my cinematographer my producer my art department and they were just like wow like you're really prepared and I was like well yeah I don't know how you could not be if you're making a thing (laughs) But, um, so that was really encouraging to me because I, I was, I'm still very self-conscious about it, but the fact that I don't have that like technical education, you know what yeah. I mean? i worked with cameras before. I don't know lighting. Um, not to say that I can't still pursue that education, but it's just not my, my area. So, yeah. um, obviously hire the folks that know what they're doing, which is what I did. And I kind of. Understood from the get go that it was a collaboration, which it absolutely was. Um, and I don't know, I was like, I was just in awe. My cinematographer, I, I told him what I wanted it to look like, and he just like, amazing, like, did it and knew exactly what I was talking about. And he, yeah. you know, obviously came up with some of his own shots too. He's just so on board and brings so much to the table. Um, <clears throat> my producer finding an apartment that looked like a new york city studio apartment but it's in albany because oh, wow. <laughs> it's so much cheaper to shoot up there yeah but again like, i walked into the room and i was just like this is exactly what i pictured in my head and he's like oh well, yeah that's my job but i was like yes it's a job but it's just everything just came together um so it gave me the confidence that i needed um and also i really just i loved it i loved directing so yeah. that's going to be the last project um that I direct for sure.
0: That's pretty cool um and what do you want to accomplish with this film like I know it's like one of your first ones but like do you have like a vision or
1: um I mean I do have a feature length script um it'd be dope if somebody was like oh yeah you know and um could find a way to find us funding for the feature length yeah um but i i mean i made it to showcase my acting and to try and get representation as an actor uh so i mean yeah hopefully that's what it's able to do but it's already done so much more for me than that in terms of going to the festivals and meeting these filmmakers especially the genre film festivals where there's no ego there's no bullshit everyone's just yeah. like cool i want to talk about different like recipes for blood and like <laughs> how did you you know get that shot of that person you know being eaten you know a lot like it's just it's been such a blast like yeah. going to these festivals and meeting folks so i'm yeah. looking forward to more of that
0: that's cool and what do, what do you prefer right now now that you did you've done a little bit of everything like acting writing and producing and directing like what would be your favorite or do you like them all equally the same?
1: I like them all. Writing is the most difficult. Uh <laughs> it's definitely like as an actor you're speaking somebody else's words, right? Um, but as a writer, you're like it's all it's you on that page. Um yeah. and also I just kind of lack the discipline that it takes <laughs> to like, you know, write on a schedule. Like if I don't have a deadline i'm useless so writing is most difficult yeah um i don't know i'd still say i'm partial to acting if only because that's where most of my experience is yeah um yeah i guess acting it would go like acting directing writing in that order
0: okay And then I know, like in the in the short film, it has like she's like a kind of like a writer too, right? Because it has like a she has like a script there, like it's called like lambs get slaughtered. Is that like a potential like film that you might make or?
1: I don't know. Like years and years ago, I started um, a novel that was tentatively called Lamb with Uh that premise. But Uh so I don't know. I liked the idea that it was a manuscript called Lambs Get Slaughtered because that's so. Her character, you know. Yeah, it's
0: like a that's foreshadow true. a little bit, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, but I thought I I love shit where it's like you see somebody else's, uh, you see somebody's second or third movie, and there's like something from the first yeah. movie that all ties that universe together. So, yeah. yeah, I could see moving forward with that title in some weird way on yeah. some other project.
0: Yeah, because I was like, oh that's a cool like name for a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And kind of moving on a little bit about back to like films and stuff like that, like, uh, obviously, horror, one of the main things is like fear, it it plays on our fears, like for you, what, what's like your greatest fear? And have you overcome it? Or, or do you want to overcome it?
1: My greatest fear (laughs) is open water. (laughs) Oh Yeah, same here. yeah like even even like being in like a, a pool that's 10 feet or like whatever amount of feet under you where it's just this you can't
0: extent. touch the floor <laughs> yeah
1: oh it's it, ugh. like ugh. but um i don't know i always thought about what if i were to get cast in something there's so many of them too right that are like shot on open water like yeah. i guess would be the ultimate exposure therapy and like i wouldn't <laughs> have to do that much acting <laughs> but yeah um that's definitely my biggest fear um so yeah shark movies are definitely up my alley in terms of like watching um yeah. i think about there's 47 meters down but there's a sequel to it oh, i yeah. don't know if have seen yes. where it's all shot like underwater and it's multiple Bitch. actors and yeah. i'm just so blown away by how they did that like yeah. it's crazy
0: but, yeah yeah that's yeah that's one of my fears too I i don't know how to swim anyways but like even if i did like it just it scares me, like the fact that, like, it's the the ocean is like one of the biggest things in the world, and it's like it's you haven't figured out what's in there at all. So there's so you many keep things. You find
1: the craziest <laughs> shit. In here, yeah, you know, it's so alien and like what? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I live in California, and, like San Diego, Obviously, you've seen like the beaches, but I'm like, I barely even go because I'm like, if I do, <laughs> it's just like dip like one of my feet, and that's it. Like <laughs> I'm not going all the way in. Um, mm-hmm. And for you, because you're, you're, um, you're Italian and, and Mexican, right? Or like mixed, mm-hmm. um, yeah. for you, like, just to bring it up as far as like, uh, representation in film, like, what do you feel that, you know, how we're represented a little bit better nowadays, or do you still feel like there's room for growth and like, how do you yourself would like to be part of, you know, be have, helping, you know, being more represented in films now that you're like also directing and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Um, it's incredibly encouraging I think where we're at right now in terms of uh representation I think across the board yeah. um no matter what the the um, race or sexual orientation um gender mm-hmm. identification uh it's it's good I think we're starting to go in the right direction um and it's just it means a lot to me to continue to see those stories told that we just don't see you know like, different stories different upbringings in our own different backgrounds than our own and that that translates not only to in front of the camera but behind mm-hmm. I think that's where things are still really missing mm-hmm. right it's like executive producers and directors writers um, it's it's starting the tide is starting to change but yeah. yeah, I'd say it's encouraging but like we can't stop we can't stop moving we can't stop the momentum we gotta keep it
0: going yeah i agree um and for you um who's like some of your favorite uh horror directors that you like look up to
1: um i adore uh isa lopez um she i don't know if you've seen tigers are not afraid
0: oh yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: i can't <laughs> I can't watch that movie without just, like, weeping openly. Um, but I just, uh, she's amazing. She's incredibly inspiring. Yeah. When I listen to interviews with her, like, she's been in the game, like, so long. Uh, and she's just now starting to get that recognition. Yeah. Um, so that's that's huge. Uh, Gigi Sao Guerrero.
0: Oh, yeah. She's, she's awesome.
1: <laughs> incredible. And I just love, like, seeing how she just keeps, you know, going, um, doing, yeah. like, more and more like she's very um inspiring and like i think of like little Kristen and like how uh, (laughs) inspiring especially even then it would have been i would have wanted like a gg action figure you know like yeah um, so those are two of the big ones
0: yeah and i agree yeah because i think yeah growing up we didn't really have a lot of that so it's cool to see it like now like Mm -hmm. a lot of these up up and coming and like said like uh isa lopez has been doing it for a long time so and now she's getting the recognition she deserves um but yeah. um as far as like um for you what advice would you give someone who's trying to get into like filmmaking or just maybe just in the film business I guess you can say like well what piece of advice would you give them
1: Um start where you can um in every community I would think that there are other folks um who have those same interests as you um who I mean, everybody can use an extra hand on a film set, right? So if you can find a way to get involved, um, like I said, the, you know, if you can be a PA to start, you know, like just kind of get involved. If you're wanting to write something, write it, like by all means, just like whatever you feel that that little voice is like, oh, you know, I really would like to to do that. Um, just like, don't be afraid. And people are gonna tell you, that you shouldn't, or it's like crazy or whatever, um, but just you know, know that that's gonna happen and push through it anyway. Um, I mean, I had people very close to me um, who they they meant well, but like while I was trying to raise money for this short that I did, they're like, are you $25,000, like, are you sure like 25? I was like, yeah, like that's the amount that I need to put this on screen. Um, if I don't get there, I'll spend, every day until I do or I'll scale back the script to bring it to the money that we have but like I just you know I know they meant well but yeah. it's like <laughs> so you gotta just um push through that I'd say if you're feeling that that pull just like lean into it however you can yeah. um Facebook is a great uh way to find folks in that way mm-hmm
0: yeah, that's that's good, good advice, yeah, because I think, yeah, you have, like, those friends that are, like, trying to, like, look out for you, but at the same time, they kind of, like, end up kind of making you feel, like, self-doubt, right, already, where you're already, like, trying to motivate yourself to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, for you, what would you say was the hardest part of, like, making a film and the easiest or the most enjoyable part, you can say?
1: Hmm. The hardest part is... Uh there's a lack of control uh <laughs> you know there's there's always problem solving on sets but like even within the post-production once it's been shot like it's in someone else's hands um and it's going to take the time that it takes so that was really hard for me um because I had this feeling of like we we did a thing we made a thing but like did I <laughs> accomplish anything because I had to wait all that time um so I don't know, I'm very impatient when it comes to that. So that's something I learned about <laughs> myself. And of course everything came together fine. But yeah. um yeah. I think the easiest part for me was the the preparation in terms of like I said making all those mood boards um like a, it's it's essentially I didn't realize what I was making, but it was a pitch deck. Mm-hmm. Um when you look at it that way, it's like, "Oh, that's easy." You know, you're just like the mood of the film the look of the film like what is it comparable to those kinds of things um that came very easy to me so I felt like that was the easiest part
0: okay that's cool that's good to know because I'm, I'm trying to get into filmmaking but I'm like trying to like motivate myself because I'm like is, I'm the same kind of as you like I don't have any like schooling of film but I love film it's like uh I think Quentin Tarantino is like all you have to do is watch movies and make films or something like that I forgot what his quote is but something along those lines um yeah. Uh, a buddy
1: of mine Had told me um, I don't know if he learned it In film school Or just did it But uh, it was some of your favorite movies Cinematography uh-huh. Like watch them on mute So that you're just seeing The storytelling uh, Visually Which I always mm, thought okay. Like was, it was incredibly helpful And a lot yeah. of fun too. Yeah
0: oh, I might have to do that then <laughs> Yeah um, And for you Talking about like movies And stuff like that Like um, Do you enjoy more like Preferably as, At least in the horror genre Do you prefer like The originals Or do you prefer Like remakes Like what do you think as far as because, you know, nowadays is like there's a lot of new original ideas, films that we haven't seen. But then there's a lot of like reboots, remakes. Like, what do you prefer or do you like either or?
1: It's tough. I mean, sometimes I, I am of that mindset that's just like, do we really <laughs> do we need that remake? You know, they did it so well the first time and it was such a like, why? Um Yeah. I guess it depends on how much heart is in it maybe like if it's just yeah. being done to make money mm-hmm. that shows on screen and i you know that reflects but it's funny that you mentioned that because one of my like top probably my top five um is the evil dad 2013 oh reboot.
0: yeah
1: kind of blasphemous right because <laughs> it's it is like you're talking about it's a remake um but like, and nothing against the original. Like, obviously, I love that movie too. Yeah. But I just every time I put on that Evil Dead, um, Fede Alvarez uh, yes. version, yes. I just it's such joy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, from the very top to bottom. It's just it's so good. I love it. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess if it's done with the right intention, you know, um, and if you're bringing something new to it. You know, like, why tell this story now? What's happening now that, you know, wasn't then that we can incorporate and, and turn into something, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, because, yeah, I've seen, like, like you said, Evil Dead is, like, a good remake. I actually have, like, the, I don't know if you saw my post, but here, let me grab it. Uh, you'll appreciate it. It's, uh, I got it from legion 3d it's like the mia from from evil dead yeah um yeah like i really love that film but yeah there's there's been remakes i mean i mean kind of like halloween is one of them where it's like it's been done so many times and some people love them some people like i like the rob zombie ones but other people mm-hmm. don't and yeah so
1: very um polarizing yeah for sure yeah but I like
0: too. yeah and what would you say like now talking about like your top five like who? what would be your top five horror films of all time
1: Um, so we said Evil Dead. Um, Martyrs is up there for me, okay. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out why, (laughs) but I just every time I watch that movie, it has a different effect on me emotionally, and uh, so that's up there for me. Um, the original while we're talking about (laughs) remakes, (laughs) um, the original French Martyrs. Um, 28 days later comes to mind i think Mm -hmm. my friends and i saw that uh, no joke like five times in the theaters when it came out um yeah that one's special to me um tigers are not afraid which i talked about Mm -hmm. earlier but Isla lopez um and i'd say the mist
0: okay
1: i love um yeah i just really like that like dark um not always a happy ending (laughs) Yeah, he,
0: that's true. had his revival too on Netflix. I saw it was like blowing up again. Like, yeah, because yeah, he released it. And I was like, I totally forgot about the ending, honestly. like, I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have a happy ending, which is fine. Um, yeah,
1: well, I went back and I had never read the novella that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Um, that is also like Stephen King. You forget that he's just like the master of storytelling. It's so good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it ends differently. But um, I guess he came forward afterward and said that he liked Frank Darabont's ending better. <laughs> than his. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, I think not so remember seeing right? that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's five, right? We said Evil Dead, Tigers yes. are Not Afraid, Martyrs, The Mist, and 28 Days Later. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And 28 Days Later, I need to rewatch it because I was just talking about that with my friends, how like I feel like I, I kind of just watched it Even the sequel, too. But I feel like the first one is the one that has, like, the huge cult following. I need to, like, watch it again. Because I I don't think I appreciated it as much as, like, other people. Because I think I watched it, like, when I was young. So, I think I got to watch it again. And then um, you mentioned, what was the other one? Um, Martyrs. I need to watch that one. I haven't watched the original or the remake.
1: Yeah, um, just have, like, a Disney movie ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I heard it's, like,
0: really, like, and that's why I don't watch those type of films, because I'm, like, not, like, it makes me mad a little bit, but I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I'll, 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 like, have to, like, you said, have something ready to watch afterwards.
1: Yeah, it took me a long time before I could revisit it, um, and then all of a sudden, the second time, it just, like, something clicked emotionally, and I don't know, it's tough, because, um... I understand why some people don't like certain types of horror movies yeah. um i've seen people kind of like it's really taken aback by certain scenes in my film that i'm like oh that's so tame like compared <laughs> to the gore that i usually watch you know yeah but everyone's got a different you know threshold and that's totally fine you know yeah. but um yeah it's interesting how it works that way
0: yeah it's wow. like the last house on the left or like like mm-hmm. all those revenge porn films or whatever you want to call it, like the subgenre but like i yeah. like it because it is satisfying when they get their just due. but then at the same time it is like the the core of the story where the you know the either rape to say the lack of better words where that happens mm-hmm. as like it kind of obviously it pisses you off but then i was like okay then they get the revenge but it is kind of like a difficult thing especially for, for people sure. that have gotten, you know, and maybe they're themselves like survivors of that. I'm like, yeah, that's like really hardcore, but I see why they do them because it is like therapeutic. I think I talked about that with um on land horror with uh I forgot um, her name, but she's also a director and she did a film about that and I'm like, yeah, like how do you do how do you deal with that? Like how to tackle that topic, you know, cuz it is a tough one.
1: Yeah. And again, it's it's something where it it takes you got to put your heart into it. Otherwise, it's just shock value. And exactly. that's, that sucks. Yeah. I don't like that. Either, exactly. You
0: know. Yeah. Um. And what other movie recommendations would you have, like, as far as, like, you obviously said your top five, but, like, what other movies you feel, like, are slept on? Especially, like, for the younger generation who probably haven't seen some of the older films. Like, mm-hmm. what would you recommend?
1: I mean, if you haven't seen, if, if there are folks, like, younger, especially who haven't seen The Thing... 100 uh-huh. like it still holds up it's still so good um i don't know that's my personal opinion but um there's some found footage stuff that cut co- that's come out that you wouldn't think you'd think it's such a tired trope but then when you see somebody do it well and in a new way it's like oh fuck, you know yeah. like um there's a movie called horror on the high desert oh, I haven't um seen that one oh it's, it's good um it's found footage it came out i think 2020 it's like okay. showed up on tubi and it had this like underground following and now it's starting to, to pick up steam again um yeah, have it's, to check it out. it's good um host
0: oh yeah that's a good one is that yeah. the one that was on shutter is that one
1: yeah okay yeah um and i'd encourage you to actually watch it on your laptop that's one where it's like i feel like it's specifically made kind of like that yeah um I don't know. I guess those are, oh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original, um, again, like it just, it holds up. It's so, uh, yeah, definitely give that a go. It's very poignant. It's very like current. to like things that we're dealing with still, um, yeah, yeah, that's good shit. And that's like the original, like of, if you, you know, (laughs) Walking Dead does not exist, right? Without Night of the Living Dead
0: yeah and it's it's funny that you mentioned the thing because that's another we forget but it's another remake too because it was like i forgot what the original movie was like a black and white film so john carpenters is a sequel yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like a i guess like a reboot um
1: yeah see like i don't think most people even know that so yeah yeah
0: um and uh, i also like to ask this sometimes but like For you talking about like, you know, creepy stuff and stuff like that. Have you ever had any like supernatural experiences yourself or do you believe in the supernatural?
1: I definitely believe in it. Um, I've only ever had one personal experience. I guess I've had a couple where it's like, there's just an energy shift. There's just, you sense that something is, is near, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's, (laughs) you know, um, Energy that just energy can't be destroyed or created, right? So when people die like that it goes somewhere, right, whether it's a different yeah. dimension or whatever, like
0: you know it doesn't have
1: to be that like ooh like crazy <laughs> shit, but um yeah, yeah, there's one time I was closing out um I was a co- a cocktail waitress at a comedy club, and mm-hmm. it was like way later than I'm ever usually there. I think it was like, oh, like two in the morning or something. And I was like by myself in the kitchen area at the computer, like finishing up. And I just felt like this presence behind me that was not friendly, that I just felt it was telling me like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and I was like noted, done, like whew, I got out of there. And um, I don't know, it's like, I don't think that anything was necessarily gonna happen to me, but I got the idea that I was not wanted in that area. Um, so that's yeah. the closest, and I'm good with that. I yeah. don't need, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially like you said, being raised Catholic. Like there, I just are, there's a lot of um, superstition involved, and I don't need that. Like, yeah, I'm good <laughs> with my one half ghost experience.
0: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that is kind of scary. Yeah, I, I don't really like. I'm also like a fan of horror stuff, but I tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't mess around with the supernatural. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I don't need. Oh, no, um,
1: I don't know if you remember. There's a Ouija board on set. Um, in oh, my yeah. short, And I remember telling my, um, my art department guy, I was like, the Ouija board is cool. Do not I don't want a fucking planchette. I don't want like, <laughs> I, I don't mess with it. I just won't like, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then kind of switching it a little bit, because um, it's like sure. a hip hop and horror podcast a little bit. So you being from New York, where you know, hip hop was born. Uh, do you listen to hip hop? And if you do, what would be some of your like top favorite hip hop artists or albums? Of all time,
1: oh, that's 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 <laughs> intense. Um, it's funny. Like my sister got me into uh, Rico Nasty. I don't know if you, yes, no, I I just she's <laughs> amazing. I adore her. Um, I've obviously been into like, I like City Girls, like Meg Thee Stallion. Um, I guess that's what I've been listening to more. Um, Kendrick is big for me like really good um i'm hoping to see him um they just announced the lineup for our big festival every year called governor's ball and he's going to be headlining one of the nights Oh, nice um i don't know i guess that's like what i'm listening to right now and yeah I don't know yeah. if that answers your question, <laughs> yeah but... what
0: about like any al- did you grow up with any like albums like nostalgic albums that you oh, remember, yeah
1: oh sure, sure like uh Puff daddy and the family like yeah, like um obviously that was after um biggie, but like yeah, yeah so many moments of like being in that teenager where you know <laughs> you had biggie and you had Tupac and it was such a golden era of like yeah. You know, that we'll never get back.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> how how was it? Because, I mean, obviously over there is like it's like the mecca of hip hop. Like for you, like, do you remember, like, do you have any moments of like uh, growing up in like when hip hop was like so big at that time or any like memories of going to like a concert or anything like that that stands out for you?
1: Um, no, not really. It's more like the middle school dances yeah Where that's like the memories that i have of that music and it brings it back every time but
0: yeah
1: no, especially because i was i grew up where i grew up which was syracuse mm, which is okay. you know, not the city
0: but yeah
1: yeah
0: and uh to like before we get out of here i usually like to ask this question as far as like what what kind of legacy do you want to leave mm-hmm. behind either creatively or, or on a personal level
1: so um i if if one person leaves like a film festival thinking like man like felt like somebody made that just for me like I didn't know I needed that but like I'm so glad I had that experience um at this film festival or or what have you like that's what I'm that would be cool with me because that's my favorite type of experience too especially if it's a short at a film festival where you know like <laughs> like yeah. you're one of the few people that's gonna get to see it and experience it. I just it's such a magical, um, I guess fragile, like that exists only in that time and that's it kind of thing. Um yeah. I'd be really happy if just one person was like, <laughs> fuck, I loved that and like, yeah. God, I needed that. That'd <laughs> yeah. be that'd be fine with me.
0: Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, because um, I was watching um, I don't know if you've seen like Rick Rubin just dropped like a a book. It's like about the creative path. I think is what it's called. I I can't remember. But um, he talked about I think it's like the like the little premise on Amazon. It says how we're all creators, and then we're pretty much all creating something. At, we create something that's that wasn't there before. So we're creating out of nothing. And I thought it was cool how she, he said it because he's pretty much saying that all of us are have some sort of like creativity within us. Uh, whether it's, like, moving a piece of furniture or whatever, like, we changed what wasn't there or what didn't exist, which I was, like, is cool. So, like, talking about, like, you creating, like, an art piece, uh, a film that can, you know, relate to other people is really uh, inspiring. And I hope, like, you keep doing it. Um I really – I love the the short film. So, okay. you know, I, I wish, like, more success to you, and I really thank you for, for being on here today.
1: Uh, thank you for having me. And as far as um you're talking about going into filmmaking, I would just, like – there's a story that Gabby has to tell that like somebody is waiting to hear. And so that's like, that's what I always think of, you know? Yeah. It like works those ways. So I look forward to seeing what you have. <laughs> thank you.
0: Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being on. And before we get out of here, is there anything else you wanted to share or anything like that? I know um, here, let me share your Instagram for those. Kristen Noriega. Um, um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share or anything?
1: Um. That's it. I mean, you're uh, I'd say it'll be another year before um, the short will be like up and able to watch on YouTube just because of the film festival rules and things like that. But okay. I don't know. I'm really excited about where we're at with horror and like what's yeah. happening. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, keep it, it up. It's, it's cool. Like I said, I, I don't believe in like the female uh, male directors, but it's cool to see another, you know, our perspective from the lens of a woman, you know, so sure. it's cool. Yeah. To like see you and I get inspired because I'm like trying to do the same thing. So like I said, keep doing what you're doing, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another episode of Nightmare on Sedgwick Avenue. That was Kristen Auriega. uh Thank her again for being on this podcast and you know sharing her insight on filmmaking, acting, and just sharing her story. And like I said, uh, hopefully she keeps uh, inspiring with her filmmaking or wherever she uh, ends up doing next. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel here at 7 Octobers. Um, also on all social media, I'm on 7 Octobers. So appreciate any likes, sharing, commenting, all that is appreciated. It helps me a lot. And thank you guys. I uh, hope you guys tune in to the next one. Peace.